Hello and welcome to the Onside Kick Family Hour. I'm your host, Ryan Van Biver. With me, as always, Stephen White. Stephen, it's February. It's the off-season. How are you? I've been better, but hey, we get to talk about football, so I can't complain. Yeah, it's a nice diversion from everything else that's happening uh, right now. So uh, there's not a ton of football to talk about, but I mean, you know, I, I think we, we've always done a pretty good job on this show uh drudging up some things to, to discuss so <laughs> we should be okay for a little bit here um man let's see what is it the, the big thing i guess the well we got franchise tag window has opened up and we've had one it usually doesn't happen on the first day of it um but uh we had one franchise tag applied or at least said it was going to be applied and that was the dolphins and jarvis landry wide receiver Right. And, and and the thing of it is, they may not ever actually end up franchising him. Yeah. Or they may franchise him and still trade him because there's a strong suspicion that, you know, he's not necessarily in their plan. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, if they don't tag him, then they have no way of getting compensation if he goes somewhere else to play. Yeah. So I think, you know, in a one in, on the one hand, like you said, they're they're saying this in advance of actually doing it. Yeah. So it's kind of like you know waving that flag. Hey, uh, if anybody wants to get this guy, you know, hollers before we have to put this franchise tag on, <laughs> yes. and then you're actually going to have to pay him for the franchise money instead of actually negotiating the long term deal. Yeah. So I, I think that's kind of one of those deals where they're trying to see if they can drum up some interest for him by coming out and being proactive and saying, "Hey, we're going to franchise tag this guy." But I would be very surprised if he actually plays on the tag this year for anybody. Yeah, uh, yeah, very much so. I mean, this is sort of a... It's always interesting how much of this is gaming. I mean, you heard this too, because <laughs> it happened during the Super Bowl, so it didn't get a ton of attention because everyone was kind of obviously focused on something else. But uh, And we talked about it a little bit, but just like that whole notion that Washington might tag Kirk Cousins, <laughs> despite the fact that they just traded and signed Alex Smith to a big old contract. So it's sort of the gamemanship of that. It's a, I, I can, then I, you can definitely see why it's a frustration point for players too. Well, yeah, but here's the thing though. Uh, for one, I, I couldn't understand why people even took that report seriously because, and, and I say that for this reason, the franchise tag on Kirk Cousins will be what? Like 30 some million dollars yeah, over 30 for one year. Do you know how fast Kirk Cousins would run into the office to sign that franchise tag if they franchise <laughs> yeah. him? <laughs> yeah. Because guess what? There ain't a team out there that's going to pay $34 million for a year for, for Kirk Cousins. So they're not going to trade for him. Yeah. You're going to have to cut him, still owe him $34 million, and he still gets his big long-term deal with somebody else. Yeah. So what's the downside for Kirk Cousins oh. to them offering him the franchise tag at thirty some million dollars, <laughs> to be a backup, you know you're gonna get that money. <laughs> yeah, you can't rescind the tag after somebody signed it. That's the thing about it. People may have heard of teams rescinding the tag. It, it's happened a few times in NFL history. Yeah, that's usually when the guys. Well, that's always when the guys refuse to sign the tag at first, and then that gives the team uh, the option of rescinding it eventually. Yeah. If he goes in there on that, I mean, as soon as they say, they can't, can't even get it out of their lips good. Oh, we're going <laughs> to franchise tag Kirk. He'd be signing his name right then and there. 
<laughs> within a car with a Cartier pen and all gold with with diamond encrusted. Listen, I, I couldn't believe. And, and in this week, Kirk Cousins said he will file a grievance if they franchised him for what, Kirk? <laughs> what? There's not a team on this earth that's gonna trade for him for thirty-four million dollars for a year. Yeah, there's not a team. There's not a team that would do that. So they're not gonna trade for you, Kirk. Especially to say, yeah, I'm not negotiating this with anybody either. So now Washington is stuck, either having to pay him to sit on the bench and make thirty-four million dollars, <laughs> completely ruin their their cap situation, or cut him, bite the bullet, and pay him that money regardless. So I don't see a downside. That's the whole reason why <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe anybody took it seriously. Like, if there's a downside for the player, then yeah, he's okay. This might be. Uh, a serious deal, something you gotta take seriously. I don't know why they would do it, but you gotta take it seriously. <laughs> not only does this make not a bit of sense in the world, there's no downside for Kirk Cousins to them doing that. Yeah. I mean, literally, how are you gonna complain if you're Kirk Cousins? You made over twenty million dollars last couple <laughs> years. They about to pay you thirty some million dollars, but and they, that they not really gonna pay. But ain't nobody gonna trade for you either under that scenario. I mean, come on. <laughs> It's not going to happen. It was a dumb threat to begin with. Oh, we franchise him now. Go ahead. I'd have been sitting in the office every day. Hey, when that franchise tag come out? Yeah. Oh, I got a couple more days. Okay, I'll be back tomorrow to check again to make sure y'all go ahead and get that paperwork ready because I'm ready to sign as soon as y'all are. For real. <laughs> That's the one thing I didn't see a lot of analysis of was what would be the downside for Kirk Cousins. Everybody said, well, he wouldn't get control to control where he's going, ain't nobody about to trade for him for franchise tag <laughs> money. Because if you Kirk Cousins and somebody want to uh, uh, trade for you, right, why wouldn't you say, okay, well, let's make, you, you want to trade for me? You want to negotiate a long-term deal? Okay, cool. Let's get five years at the average of whatever I'm making on this franchise deal. And we ain't even got to go up. I ain't, you know, I'm not going to be greedy. You ain't got to add nothing on the later years. I just want $30 million dollars a year for five years. How about that? <laughs> it's and you know I like I guarantee just like knowing and having you like you see we've seen how Washington works like just like I mean for a long time we've seen that but just like really in the last like you go back even like kind of with the Scott McClanahan stuff and some of the shit with Kirk Cousins to begin with and like how that franchise operates and like you almost can I can almost guarantee you without having any sort of knowledge about the situation whatsoever. That this was just some sort of spiteful leak from the, you know, Bruce Allen in the front office, Dan Snyder in the front office there. I mean, it's just like that's that's how Washington plays ball in the offseason. Everything's like some sort of personal grudge. Right. And, and that was the thing, though. That, that, it, that's exactly how it came off at first, right? Like a threat. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, oh, we might still franchise. Maybe we'll just franchise uh, you. Fuck you. And I'm like... Shit, I want to be threatened like that. Threaten me. <laughs> Threaten me with 30 Threaten me with a good time. I promise you, I'll show you. I'll take it. I'll take it. Boy, <laughs> go right ahead. I promise you, that ink won't even be dry for I'm signing it. Yeah, I, I signed it. Now what? Now what? Go ahead and try to trade. I'm not going to help you with this. I'm not going to help negotiate a deal. If you're, if you're Kirk Cousins, why would you help negotiate a long-term deal when you got these fools on the hook for all this money? <laughs> 
I'm, I'm really like, like I said, I just couldn't understand the threat in this. Like, what, what is the downside for Kirk Cousins? And I'm by no means uh, any kind of expert when it comes to these franchise tags and stuff. Yeah. But I just can't see a downside for Kirk Cousins in getting that amount of money for a year. Well, now he may get a gazillion dollars to go play for the Jets. So who knows? It could be. Right. I mean, listen, he's going to get paid regardless, you know, as long as he doesn't step on, you know, a rake or something and, and break his foot this offseason, <laughs> he's going to get paid regardless. <clears throat> but that would just seem like an asinine threat. And hey, he might get a gazillion dollars to go play for the Browns. We don't even know. Yeah. There, there's people out there talking about, oh, he might take a discount so he could go to a contender for Jeez. what? For what? He ain't going to have to take a discount. If, That's the beauty of it. Right. If you're the top of the market quarterback, you're supposed to make a team a contender by virtue of you signing with them anyway. Right? So otherwise, why are you giving him all this money to begin with? So if I'm Kirk Cousins, hell yeah, I'll sign with the Browns. Yeah, and I, I make them a contender the day I sign. Yeah, you might not think they're a playoff contender, but now today, because I signed with this team for a gazillion dollars, <laughs> now they're a contender. <laughs> what the hell are you taking a, 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 a less money for? Well, you know, good and hell well, whatever you signed for, they're going to renegotiate in a couple years anyway and try to lowball them then. Yeah. We all know when these guys sign these big contracts, sooner or later, the team come to them and want to take, take a pay cut or something. Yeah. Fuck Fuck that, pay me. The whole <laughs> yeah. reason why he set this thing up from the get-go, continuing to sign those franchise tags and not taking a lesser deal, is because he knows this is the time where he can maximize his earnings. Yeah. Fuck that shit, man. Get paid. Yeah, hell yeah. I told people this before. You can holler that overpaid shit if you want to. You, I mean, you are worth what they are willing to pay you. Whether you are a garbage man, whether you are a teacher, whether you are, you know, you work in corporate America, and damn sure if you're a quarterback on the open market, you <laughs> are worth what they are willing to pay you. There's no such thing as overpaid. And even if there is, I want Kirk Cousins to show what it looked like this year. I want to <laughs> go out there and be like, don't even call me. Don't even call me if we ain't in the neighborhood of $30 million a year. Don't even... Waste your time calling my <laughs> cell phone. Don't text me nothing. <laughs> I don't care if you're a contender. That's some bullshit. You can be a contender all the way. Because you know what? You, you name any team, right? Where you say, well, he could go here and they're a contender. Two or three injuries, now they ain't a contender no more. Yeah. Uh, so he'd be just as miserable there as he was anywhere else. Chicago, I mean, uh, Chicago, uh, Cleveland, New York Jets. He could be miserable there and rich as hell. Why would he be miserable in Minnesota and for less of money, you know, one or two injuries, and all of a sudden you're in the basement still? Yeah. And they're going to talk about your ass regardless. Yeah. Right? If you don't win, I don't care if you don't win in Cleveland or if you don't win in Minnesota or wherever it is. If you don't win, regardless, they're going to talk about your ass. So why not talk about them with a top-of-the-market deal? That <laughs> They give you a lot more money to put up your ears as headphones so you can't even hit them haters no more. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Damn all that. Damn all that taking the, And look, I said for years, Kirk Cousins used to say that bullshit about it ain't about the money. Yeah. That's a damn lie. He could have been signed a lesser deal with Washington. And he'd have had 
the familiarity of the offense, the coaching staff, all yeah. of that. He likes having money, evidently, and I ain't mad at him. <laughs> Absolutely so, not. Kill that bullshit about, oh, he'll take a lesser deal to do this and that. Man, listen, most people are not Tom Brady and the Patriots. And guess what? Tom Brady done made a hell of a lot of money in his career as well. He ain't like he was playing for the league minimum ever. Yeah. You know? So this whole narrative about taking less of money, man, I don't really know what kind of fantasy world y'all live in. But the one I live in, in I envision Kirk Cousins pulling up with a Bentley on game day. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Money bag. Money bags, Kirk Cousins. Go get paid, young man. <laughs> and it's kind of funny, too, because, like, really, like, that's going to be, like, you think about free agency and the offseason and all the moves and stuff that are about to happen next month. And, like, it all kind of revolves around Kirk Cousins. Because, like, you got, you know, there's a, a another, you know, there's a group of quarterbacks. I mean, none of them are just, you know, I mean, they're all, there's a, a good quarterbacks on the market. None of them are really like, you know, the kind of quarterbacks that just like, you know, like when Peyton Manning was a free agent in 2012 or whatever, that it's just, you know, it all starts with Kirk cousins and everything in the free agent market is just going to kind of revolve around what happens with the Kirk cousins deal. Like that's the big, the biggest story for March that, and you know, Bill Poland's draft takes, but we'll save that for another time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I ain't even talking about Bill Polian. I mean, <laughs> here's the thing about it. You, you let people who are lazy and don't watch film talk long enough, they're going to tell on themselves. Yeah. They're going to tell on themselves, and, and you ain't even got to call them out. They, it's just apparent. Yeah. You call a dude that's listed at 6'3 is short. <laughs> hey, man, I don't have to listen to shit else you say. Nothing. Not a fucking word. Okay? You can have all the hot taste you want, talk all the shit about him changing positions, you have already, you have already revealed yourself to be a dumbass, <laughs> an uninformed dumbass. You call a guy that's six three too short, <laughs> and especially when all you have to do is flip back a few years in your file and see that you were calling Johnny Manziel electric. You got to get and, him with the first and, round, and, and teams owe it to themselves to draft him in the top five. But this guy is short. A guy you couldn't even fucking... If somebody put you on the spot and asked you how tall he was, what he was listed at, you would have a fucking aneurysm. Mm -hmm. So again, it, it, you know, <laughs> you let these people just keep feeding them rope. Let them keep talking. Let them keep talking. And they're going to reveal themselves eventually. Mm -hmm. I mean, hey. other stuff, we already knew he was full of shit about. You know, that he hadn't watched any of Lamar Jackson's films. He <laughs> run first. He run first. Get the fuck out of here. But... but but again, I don't even have to call Bill Polian out. He called himself. Oh out. no, it's just like it's it just let, not even worth the time anymore. Yeah, he let him keep talking, and he finally went ahead and did it and sunk himself. So yeah, you know whatever. Yeah. But but I will say, <clears throat> you know, rotating back to the quarterback situation, I can't wait to hear the team that misses out on Kirk Cousins come back and act like AJ McCarron was their first choice the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, oh, yeah. know it's going to happen. It is it absolutely going to happen. It's just <laughs> somebody's going to make it. Somebody's going to look at AJ Karen and think this is our Kirk Cousins slash Jimmy Garoppolo. And man, are we ready to roll here? They're going to hype this dude up so much. It might hype... be the fucking Browns, too. Look, I, I don't know if he's good or bad. 
I don't really think anybody does. When we've seen him so far, he's pretty mediocre. Yeah. But we haven't seen a whole lot of A.J. McCarron in the first place. But anybody pretending that this guy is the second coming, I got two words for you. Okay? Uh, Mike Glennon. <laughs> Everybody was mad at me last offseason. <laughs> when the day he signed with the Bears, I said he wouldn't make it through the whole season as a starting quarterback well before they even had drafted a first-round pick. People thought I was hating. People thought I didn't know. No, I got to see a lot of <laughs> Mike Glennon here. So I had what's called an informed opinion. I don't even have an informed opinion about A.J. McCarron. I don't think anybody possibly could. But, man, the hot takes you're going to hear after he signs somewhere. And somebody going to give him over $20 million because that's just how that goes. All he, you know, everybody talks about uh, Kirk Cousins, but we always thought that A.J. McCarron had way more upside. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. I cannot wait. They're going to feel A.J. McCarron up to be the second coming of Montana. And I just cannot wait. <laughs> oh, man. It's just going to be, I just can't. <laughs> oh, it'll probably be some damn team that just doesn't, that'll get it and has, you know, trying to fit him in some offense that just doesn't work or doesn't have the talent around or anything like that, too. It just be, I can't believe it didn't work out. I just don't know what happened. Oh, man. They're gonna, so many people are going to be baffled. <laughs> oh man, we we we're gonna have to reevaluate. We we thought he was gonna go in there and tear it up. Based on what? I mean, seriously, did you get some practice tape nobody knows about and see him against you know seven on seven against the second team? What what did you see that made you think AJ McCarron was gonna be the second cut? <laughs> well, I tell you personally, I, what I what makes me think it's gonna be fine is that I saw a um, uh, many people are saying article. That AJ McCarron was definitely, definitely one of the backups that were way better than Colin Kaepernick. So I am pretty oh my sure God. that he is oh going to be going to be a stud this year, no matter where he lands. <laughs> Listen, and, and that was actually written. That was somebody actually typed that shit up last year. <laughs> somebody was got proud paid of, good money to type that but, shit up. Because you know what, they thought everybody was going to forget. And the thing about it is. I probably would forget, but we got this thing called the internet now, and I don't even have to remember. I just keep it in my tabs. I got about a thousand fucking tabs just in case somebody writes some crazy shit like that. Because <laughs> eventually, we're going to find out. We're going to find out if, if A.J. McCarron was just sight unseen better than Colin Kaepernick, and you better ho fucking hope he is. <laughs> you better fucking hope he is, because we're going to take a day out. We're going to dedicate a whole day out <laughs> to making sure you remember you wrote this shit down and, and was serious about it with a straight face if that man falls on his face. I promise you better you better hope A.J. McCarron has the greatest health and the best supporting cast and the best offensive coordinator in the country. He still might not survive. He still might not thrive. But I'm telling you this, you better hope he at least looks the part. You better hope, you know, he, he don't just fall on his face like uh, what was it, Peterson up up in Buffalo when they when they yeah. bench Tyrod Taylor? Yeah, <laughs> it was so confident. This motherfucker throws five interceptions. <laughs> you better hope AJ McCarron don't have a game like that. I'm telling you, you gonna definitely block me, and then I'm gonna make a sock puppet account, and I'm gonna keep tweeting that to ass. <laughs> Cause man, people 
people just pulling so much stuff out the thin air out of their ass about Colin Kaepernick last year. Yeah, I mean, it was just amazing. Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. And at the same time, they spent all last offseason pushing bullshit from the owners about Kaep- Kaepernick being not good enough. He's just not good enough. Man, I saw that guy tweet another day about how uh, <laughs> Tim fucking Tebow just didn't get enough chances. Oh, they my, just keep oh on the my God. I swear to law, this man tweeted that like everybody forgot his timeline from, from last spring. So, again, <laughs> I just look, and they write for the same publication, so they won't be hard to find. But I just can't wait to see this A.J. McCarron. Look, I'm not... I don't have anything against AJ McCarron. No, no, not at all. If he goes out there and balls out, good for him. Yeah. I just haven't seen anything to give me that indication that he's going to go out there and tear it up. But maybe he will. And like I said, if you wrote that shit about him being better than Kaepernick, you just better hope. You better (laughs) fucking pray that he goes out there and balls out because we are not going to let you forget. You know what's kind of funny about that Buffalo? You mentioned Buffalo and the Peterman thing. It's just like they're probably going to get rid of Tyrod Taylor this year too. And like Ty, there you, there's another interesting quarterback name on the market this year that I think will somebody probably going to get a pretty good deal on Tyrod Taylor and be pleasantly surprised with what they get as long as you know you don't come in there and expect him to run you know some kind of offense that you know he's just not suited for or something like that. But like it's like I, that's to me is one of the more interesting names that like, yeah, I know everyone's going to talk about Kirk Cousins and stuff this year. That's where the big money's going to be. But like Case Keenan and that stuff. But like, I, I think Tyrod Taylor is to me, I'm really interested to see where he ends up this year. And I hope he gets a starting job somewhere because I think he can still be pretty good quarterback and really, you know, positive difference for a team. Shit. I take him on the Jaguars. I was just about to say that. He will be an immediate upgrade for the Jaguars. Hell, they might have won the Super Bowl with him at quarterback yeah. this year. Yeah. But the thing is, will he get that opportunity? Yeah. I highly doubt it, unfortunately. Yeah. And, you know, if he does more power to him, hopefully whichever team he goes to won't also trade away both of his starting wide receivers right before the season. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. but, 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 but the thing is, you know, your Tyrod Taylors don't get those kind of second chances. Nope. They don't get those Bla- uh, Blaine Gabbert second chances you know it just consistently uh uh uh, get recycled somewhere hell uh they were talking about re-upping blaine gabbard in in arizona weren't they like i I think the last thing i heard was they trying to give him a new contract you think they ever do that for tyrod taylor probably not so it'll be that that that's another thing is will will he even get a second chance or will he only be seen as a backup only signed to a team, to a backup type deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, again, I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback lead his team to the playoffs after a drought the way the the Buffalo Bills have had of even getting to the playoffs and get so little appreciation for it. Yeah. And and so now we all know that they're going to move on from here. They tried to move on from during the season. Then Peterman went out there and pissed his pants. <laughs> but, you know, look at all these other teams where there's questions at quarterback, and he would be obvi- an obvious upgrade for a lot of them. Yeah. But a lot of them won't even consider him, won't yeah. even give him a second look, and that's the shame of it all because he did do good work in Buffalo the last couple seasons, 
that he just never was appreciated for. No, not at all. Not at all. And he just, I, man, it's almost like, <laughs> it's almost like we have preconceived notion about quarterbacks based on the color of their skin in the NFL. Yeah, this is me and my thinking emoji right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah, but uh, you know that's uh, the quarterbacks with free agency. I mean, I you know I'll be honest with you, I got done with the Super Bowl. I took a few days off, and I just you know I haven't really like I probably need to spend some time catching up this year because like people keep coming to me like asking about free agency, and I like uh, who are your top free agents, Ryan? I'm like, listen, man, I ha- I haven't had time to watch my film yet on free agency. That's what I ch- I try to tell them, but that's really. The cases I haven't had a chance to <laughs> sit down and go through, go through it all yet, but it's a uh, it's always a fun year. It's always a it's always a fun time of year with free agency. We've got the combine coming up next week, and I can't even freaking I. I mean, I know my age. This is sort of what I do now, but it's uh, I'm constantly stunned at how quickly time is moving. But it does seem like it, it hits you like a ton of bricks. The combines next week. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, man, we were just talking about the Super Bowl the other day, and bam, here's <laughs> here, here is the combine already. And like you said, uh, for me, I'm so focused on the NFL during the NFL season that I'm playing catch-up whenever the season's over, trying to even get acclimated to some of the time prospects. And so I'm just now starting that process and, yeah. you know, taking little bites at a time. Just got done with uh, Bradley Chubb, who I was very impressed mm-hmm. with. You can see that pretty soon, starting now on uh, Calvin Ridley. But for me, a lot of these guys I hadn't really seen much at all. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> you're trying to catch up, and here's a combine. That's another data point, of course, to add into the evaluation. But, you know, right after the combine, it's like right after the combine, it seems like everything kind of just zooms on by up to the draft. Yeah. So it, it's almost like <clears throat> you get this little bit of time between the Super Bowl and, you know, the combine, it's somewhere in between there, you have some all-star games. Yeah. But it, it's like this slow roll up the roller coaster. And then as soon as you hit the combine, then you only, <laughs> you're coming all the way down <laughs> fast as hell, and you got your eyes closed basically until the ride stops. And the ride don't stop until training camp, and then you're going right back up again. So, it, man, this off-season stuff. Is it really? Does it really exist anymore? Uh, is, it, is it a myth or something? I remember we used to have one. Yeah, we used to talk about having one back in the day, but it don't seem like for anybody there's an all season anymore. No, I, I mean it's <laughs> maybe a little, maybe like a week in June. I feel like there's like a week in June or so, or maybe that's just when I take a break from it all. I don't know. It just it's not, and like. I mean, at this point, it's not even just like for a longer off season. I'm just like, hey, I'll be happy if there's not some awful shitty scandal in the off season this year that we have to deal with. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, it really would. <laughs> for once, that would be great. If I don't have to send any writers looking for police reports this <laughs> off season, I think I will consider that a win all around. That's that's the Super Bowl of NFL media right there. Amen. <laughs> I, I know, and that's the crazy thing about the drafts. Like, I, I, I sort of have a good grasp on what's coming with free agency. But man, if you ask me, outside of you know, be, just because we've already been subjected to so many hot takes with some of the first round quarterbacks in the draft, I really like, man, I 
have got some serious catching up to do with that. <laughs> right. Those names are kind of familiar because people have kind yeah. of been bouncing them around all year. But these other names and stuff, I'm like, huh? Who? What? <laughs> oh, okay, let me let me get the you know get get familiar a little bit. But yeah, it's like man, this is like I have no idea who half of these people are. No, not at all. And there's some interesting, like you know, just kind of like started to, to pay a little closer attention to our own mock drafts and stuff like that here and just seeing like some of the names that are it's really interesting you've got it's interesting to me that maybe the best lineman in the draft this year is a guard quentin nelson right and then you've got right. another you know one of that like todd Gurley kind of level of running backs in there this year too with uh and just just to show you how behind i am it's shaq barkley but i insisted all day yesterday and the day before that in meetings that, no, I think you mean Shaq Griffin, who is an entirely different college football player. Right. right, right. <laughs> so, but like, it's interesting. Like, I think obviously the quarterbacks get a lot of attention for obvious reasons, but it's interesting to me that like now you have a guard and another kind of 1A level running back that you're looking at in the top picks. I tell you what, uh, like I said, I just got done watching Bradley Chubb, mm -hmm. and I think I caught him earlier in the season, just randomly, you know, one night uh, flipping through channels. I think I saw him. I was like, "That guy looks pretty good." Yeah. Right. But I'm watching him. I'm like, damn, this guy is pretty damn good. <laughs> like he's really good. And and I was like, uh, and, and you can read this. I don't want to give too much of it away now, but it, it was almost like. How have I not heard more about this kid at this point? Yeah, and so it is. I guess I had my head all the way in the stand in the sand uh, this season because normally I, I feel like I would have been a lot more familiar with him, but I came away kind of blown away by the guy. Really, what stood out to you? I don't want to like. I'm going to run this like just to give everyone a heads up. I'm going to run that. We're going to run the Bradley Chubb. Stevens Bradley Chubb breakdown next week because we got the combine starting, so we'll have, you know, that's sort of the official kickoff with our draft coverage for us. But like, I just so I don't want to give too much away, but I, I did kind of want to ask you what stood out a little bit to you. Well, I'll put it I'll put it this way, and I kind of said it in the piece. He doesn't look as big as he actually is, as tall and as heavy as he actually is, and I mean that in a good way. Yeah. Like he's. 6'4", and listed at over 270 pounds. We'll see how close those measurements are at the combine. But I doubt that he's going to show up and be 230, right? Yeah. But he, if he's anywhere close to 270, man, it's just kind of <clears throat> it's kind of phenomenal to see a guy moving that way at that size. Yeah. And But it wasn't just that, right? We've had guys like, for instance, a Jadavian Clowney who was really big uh, but moves, you know, he just ridiculously quick and stuff like that. But usually there's always a but there, right? Mm -hmm. For most of the prospects I've done personally the last few years, there's almost always a but. You know, he's this and that and the fourth, but he's a little lazy on some plays. He's this, that, and the fourth, but maybe he's a little too polished and, and, and there's not a lot of upside. Mm -hmm. With, with uh, Chubb, I really struggled to come up with a butt for him because he has good technique. Mm -hmm. He is athletic. 
He goes hard as hell, which I love. You know, he definitely, yeah. you can see that he likes making plays and likes, you know, handing out punishment. And, and so you look, and, and it's like, you know, I, di- I didn't look up any injury history or anything like that, but just from what I saw in four games, man, there's just not a lot of holes. And, and then, but then there was still room for upside. Like he's still, uh, in those four games, he was really good, but maybe his, his, his repertoire of pass rush moves wasn't as diverse as it could be. Mm-hmm. Which, which is not to say he needs necessarily more moves. We'll see as he gets to the pros if how much his game calculates from college. Mm-hmm. But just having you almost always incorporate a, a, another move or two once you get to the league, mm-hmm. right? Uh, another power move or another inside move, or even you know he he likes to do wrist moves. Maybe he starts doing a few more arm over moves. But th- that's what I mean. Like his technique is already good. But he definitely has room to add a few more tools to his toolbox. Mm-hmm. So you got it all. You got a guy who plays hard, you know, athletic, has pretty good technique already, and can still get better as a pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and has, you know, great size for the position. So <laughs> it's like, you know, I, 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 and I'm going to put it this way. You know, with Vic Beasley, he mm-hmm. comes out, looks the part, but he's only 235 pounds, mm-hmm. right? So, okay, he's his butt is he's undersized. Mm-hmm. With Clowney, like I said, his butt was he needed to work on his technique. He, w- he was very raw. Yeah. Uh, even when you talk about, for me, uh, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, they went to the Chargers. Bosa. You yeah. know, my thing about Bosa was he was already very polished coming out. Yeah. So I didn't necessarily see him, you know, having more of a, a, a upside. He was already very good. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't, you know, he already had all the moves. You saw him even making spin moves in college. Yeah. So I didn't see him adding a whole lot to his repertoire. There's just not a lot of guys that I've broken down where I didn't have some kind of butt, right? Yeah. But this dude, man, at, you know, and, and again, maybe he'll go to the combine and totally flop. Yeah. I don't really care, to be honest with you, because I've seen him play, and, and to me, that takes president, but maybe he goes and runs a five flat or something more. He only, does 225 uh, 10 times or something. Mm-hmm. I just can't see that happening almost, though. Like, he, 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 when you see his film, when you watch him on, on tape, it's like this dude just kind of has it all. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not saying that he's the best pros- edge rusher prospect I've ever broken down, but, uh, you know, I think he's probably one of the safest just because – in the totality of his game, mm-hmm. as long as he stays healthy and stays out of trouble, he's almost bound to make a lot of plays, right? Mm-hmm. He would have to totally play different. He would have to become lazy and just almost – you have character that you can see on tape. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, It's not just that you practice running to the ball. That's something that's internal. It is something you really can tell the guys that want to get to the ball every single play. Mm-hmm. They want to knock people around. They want to hit people and hand out punishment. And you see that in his film. So his whole character of play would have to change for him not to be that way in the pros. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say he will be, you know, a pro bowler right off the bat. I'm not gonna make, you know, some kind of bold prediction about the kid. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. 
it, it would have to take so much for this kid to be a bust that I just I don't see it happening. He's one of the safest prospects I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Man, that's cool. I am I'm pretty excited. This is like I always enjoy. Like that's my favorite part of the draft stuff is is we get to. The, the your draft profiles and, and the draft stuff we put out it's always it's always it's always a treat because uh it's a good like it just like it's such a good way and now we see much more of it like you know people have learned you know people come back for this stuff because the when the, you know you you get it out even if you get it out in february and march people are coming back in in april after their team takes that player and so it's just kind of fun to to discuss that and and kick the kick those ideas and and, and that talk around a little bit as we get through the summer that, you know, I will take that part of the off season. I will say that. <laughs> right. Getting, getting acclimated with players, yeah. whether it be free agency or the draft or whatever, or even the rookies or what have you, <clears throat> that's always the fun part for me. Just, yeah. you know, seeing guys that I wasn't even aware of and watching them make a whole bunch of plays. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And this is, you know, it's always fun too. Like I remember like, Last year in free agency in the draft, we were coming away with the last two years talking about, like, man, the Jaguars, they just nailed it this year. They nailed it this year. And, and finally starting to pay off. So, you know, there's always that surprise element like that to it, too. So, I just, Exactly. I mean, we're going to get Duvall to the Super Bowl. That's If I, if I do <laughs> one NFL thing before I go, that's my got to be, I figure, our – big contribution to the world is to bring bring Duval to help bring Duval to the masses. So. <laughs> oh man. Uh Steven, we don't, you know, we're going to be uh in the thick of it next week with the combine and then uh we're going to have Buku free agency to talk about after that cuz it'll be that's when the rumors the rumors will start in earnest next week when everybody gets together at the uh the the combine is funny besides the workouts for the prospect. It's sort of like the it's like the, you know, how insurance salesmen have conventions and doctors have conventions. This is sort of like the NFL's work convention and you get all the agents on the scene and the general managers on the scene. And it's just, it's a, it's rumor city. So we will have, I I suspect we'll have a robust list of things to talk about. Oh yeah. We, we will definitely have plenty of stuff to talk about next, next week. And I can't wait. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I, uh, I am I'm excited to get into this part of the NFL offseason. It's always always a treat. Uh, and Stephen, we'll uh, we'll pick it up next week. How does that sound? Sounds fantastic. Can't wait. <laughs>